Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self Made as a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we are, are interviewing successful business owners and entrepreneurs to learn about their journey to uh, developing a, uh, a successful business. And because we know that business success doesn't happen on our own, we're taking some time to recognize the folks who have helped us along our journey and recognizing them, giving them shout outs and explaining how they have made a difference uh, and helped us to excel. Today, I'm excited to have a nonprofit business owner with us today from Indiana. My guest um, has a superpower of being, uh, check this out, a mother of seven wonderful kids. Um, she loves to learn about the about nonprofit organizations and how she can be more impactful. And she's most proud of the fact that she's taken all the lemons that life has given her and turned them into lemonade. It is my pleasure to welcome Paradise to the show today. Hello, Paradise. Hi, Tim. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. Well, hey, I'd love to start with having you introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit of your personal story, right? Where you were born and live, about your family and some of your hobbies. Okay. Uh, my name is Paradise Bradford. I am the founder and CEO of Pretty Passionate Hands. It's a nonprofit organization that supports teen mothers and fathers. We're located in Indianapolis. And like you said, I am a mother of seven. I have one child that's in heaven and I have six that's here on earth between the ages of 16 and um, three. I was born and raised in Niles, Michigan. And when I turned 16, or sorry, when I turned 15, I moved to Indiana and that's where I became um, a mother. I am an older sister of six brothers and three sisters. So I've always been like the one that's in control or <laughs> you know, the bossy one. <laughs> but um, my family, um, I have two step parents and two biological parents. Um, my hobby really right now um, number one is being a mother. Uh, I think yes. just for being a caretaker in general, I love providing services for people, whether mm -hmm. it's family or, you know, community. And I also, I love music. I love to listen to music. And um, let's say, yeah, I'm, yeah, I think that's about it for the hobby. <laughs> it's, it's a nonprofit. I mean, I mean, I love networking. I'll get that one. I love networking. Awesome. Uh, tell us, um, is there a funny story that your family likes to to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us today? I think maybe all of my life I've been the babysitter. And no matter where I go, no matter what events happening, anything, they're always like, she has to be in control. And I do, because there's always something that's not going in order. <laughs> so everybody knows when I come, they're like, okay, here's the bossy one coming and here I am. <laughs> I think that would be a good one that everybody will say, no matter where she goes, she tries to make sure everything is running her way. <laughs> it can be funny or it can be either way. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And, and we all know that uh, it's impossible to control every variable. So something inevitably is going to go wrong, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how the business came about and at what point did you have the confidence to be able to start your nonprofit? Oh, so um, Pretty Passionate Hands came about in 2015 is when um, I was released from prison and it 
was formed while I was in prison between the times of 2012 to 2015. And I was there at a moment in my life with um, a lady that was spending her life in prison. And she's like, you know, you're not supposed to be here, young lady. I'm much younger than her. Um, but she's like, I've seen a lot of girls come and go. And I don't believe this is the place for you. So I'm like, okay. She's like, you need to really sit down and decide what you're going to do to never come back. Because I see girls come and go, but I just don't see this happening for you. So I wrote down all the things that um, I had suffered with through my parenting, um, through my childhood, and just through family, you know, and trying to figure out how did I really get here. Mm. So during that time, um, while I was there, I had like about 18 months left. And I wrote down in a folder all the things that I needed when I got home. And from there, I kind of branched off to all the things I needed personally, all the things that I needed for my children and family and community and friends. And I was I had a list of things that I wasn't going to do anymore. And this is a new thing. So my grandma always told me, it's like your people, your places and your things that you that control mm -hmm. what happens for you. So I decided to take that chapter of my life and put it into full force when I was released in 2015. So that's where Pretty Passionate Hands came from. Um, and during that time, it, I've always been a giver. My grandmother has always been a giver. So it's been something naturally that we, you know, my grandma lived on the corner house. So when we barbecued, everybody came. Mm. And fortunately, every time I bought a house as an adult, it was either on the corner or maybe even one house from the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like, that's how it was for me. So naturally, when I see the community out and they, they're hungry, I've always welcomed everybody into my yard. I I love it. When I see little girls at the store with their babies or dads at the store with their babies and he's confused on what he's buying, I naturally just, you know, jump in. So um, that is, I believe, where it started at the core. And that's just me being raised that way. And um, as an adult, I've always gave back, um, very appreciative with life, very appreciative to community because I didn't come from a nice tight knitted family. So it was mostly community or people in my neighborhood that became my family. Um, so in 2019, I wanted to open a childcare, um, right before COVID. So it was December, 2019. And, um, I had a lot of friends of mine who, um, were supportive and we invested $20,000 into a childcare. And when I went to file for my paperwork, the government shut down. Mm. So I was like, what am I supposed to do? So I tried to think of different things to use the space for while we were waiting for our documentation for childcare, and it didn't go correct. So um, I lost the space a few months later, lost $20,000, and I was very depressed and trying to figure out what's going on. Had a few deaths that came in my family from my step-parent. Uh, my stepmother passed, my stepfather passed, and then my brother was murdered. And I lost myself with like going to a nine to five. And I kind of just started laying around. I'm like, what am I going to do? I went through a couple of my folders and see my 501c3 sitting there. And I'm like, I do this naturally. Let me kind of see what this is. So I went to a networking event and a lady was like, you know, um, I was asking her questions about what are these people doing? Like, how do you use this? And she explained to me what a 501c3 was. And that was the day that changed my life. And so in July of 2022, I went to a pitch competition and didn't know where I, what I was walking into, but I went, I'm like, I Googled nonprofit on Eventbrite and was like, oh, I'm going to try this out. So at six o'clock, I walk in, it's a pitch going on and I see them give away $30,000. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's all I had to do. Like, they can do that. I know I can do this. So from that day on, the ball has been rolling in, um, in 2022 of November, I actually got my first um, space. I was granted a grant through our um, Indiana Foundation here in Indianapolis. And that was the 
that's where the ball went off from there. And so I've been going, going, I've been doing cohorts, been training myself. I watch webinars and Pretty Passionate Hands has sprouted from there. So that's how we got here. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about the company. Um, what do you guys do? How do you help people? So Pretty Passionate Hands supports teen mothers between the ages of 12 and 18. If you are a first time mom, you're also able to enroll into our services. Um, we are located in Indianapolis, as I mentioned, and we give mentorship. We do one-on-one -on -one, um, mentoring with our families. We do groups. We take them out into the community so that they can um, have access to activities or places they don't have on their own. We teach them about parenting. We do safe sleep. We um, do CPR. We do first aid. They are trained um, how to take care of their child in a crisis and remain calm. We also have doulas at 28 weeks that our mothers receive for free. We um, have a, a pantry where they can come once a week or whenever they actually come, they can come inside and grab whatever needs that they um, need as a parent. Um, we have partnered with other um, neighbors around us. So if we don't have those services that our families need, like rental assistant or maybe, you know, job training, we have partners that we send them there. We're focused more on the core values of sustaining a healthy and quality in the quality of life. Mm -hmm. Wow. What an amazing um, way to help your community. I love it. So Paradise, share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it, even though maybe you didn't think that you could and the impact that that person had on you. Um, there's a very important person in my life that uh, I met when I was working three jobs <laughs> and they're like, you can do all this for other people. What do you think you can do for yourself? Mm. this person I will cry to them after I'm done I'm like I am exhausted I've worked all day you know I got all these excuses I'm this I'm that and they like looked at me and said when are you going to take care of yourself you know if you can find this strength to put into other people's business you can do this for yourself so I'm a project manager and I always uh, work in management as well so I just never believed in myself that I would be able to do something myself. <laughs> and so I'm like, I know I'm great at fixing everybody else's problems. I know without a doubt, <laughs> I'm very confident in going to a business and don't tell me I can't do anything. I can do it. But for myself, I've always found myself very insecure. So when this person came along, they're like, listen, no, take a little time out, learn what patience is and stand still and figure out what you like to do. And I believe that you can do anything. And I decided the nonprofit was, I just felt like sharing my story there was going to be the key value of this, but also walking the journey that my team parents walked, mm -hmm. you know, but that day that this person said, go ahead and try it for yourself. I got your back. I'm going to be here to support. It just took somebody to know that that scares that I had in my heart. Like, what if something fails? It yeah. didn't matter. There was someone there and I've thrived ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. Would that person be okay if you told us who they, what their name is to, to give them recognition? <laughs> sure. His name is um, Kyode Kushimani. Awesome. Fantastic. Father, and um, he's been very, very supportive during my journey. Awesome. Wonderful. So what's been your biggest learning as a business owner? Patience. <laughs> patience. Patience. So I know it's different when you're making money and you're working and I mean you're running a business for profit that's completely different than the business you're running that's not for profit mm. because um the first thing is we have to um be very patient when you're applying for grants be very patient where you're waiting for outcomes be very patient with your families but also just be patient with the way that 
the business runs. It runs completely different than a for-profit. So my biggest, my biggest, um, my biggest goal that I have put for 2023 is to just remain still and not rush things. And ever since I've done that, things have come out. I mean, I don't know if that has been the key behind it, but staying still and being patient, definitely. Yeah. I love that advice because I, I believe it strongly applies to for-profit organizations as well, right? Because at the end of the day, um, a nonprofit has to still make money or get money, right? In order to be able to, to serve all the different areas that you're serving and, and for-profit, same thing, right? We, we all want, you know, generally speaking, we all want success yesterday, right? We all want the new program that we launched or the marketing activity that we're running to, to pay dividends uh, tomorrow instead yeah. of next month or next year. Um, and yeah. sometimes that's just not how it works. Uh, you know, sometimes there's things that we have to learn and grow through and become, you know, better versions of ourselves before we see the fruits of our labor. So I love that, that concept of, of patience. So how do you find that patience? How do you keep yourself grounded and centered on that? I just breathe. <laughs> being, a, being a mother of seven children, I think everybody should know I'm very busy. So I'm wanting results instantly you know it's like the confirmation i need results instantly and the biggest i, I, don't, I don't even really know how to answer that question because i don't think i've mastered it yet but i have <laughs> the results of what happens when you're patient so that makes a huge difference for me but i don't think i've mastered it but i do know that's the key value that i'm gonna have to learn is patience and yeah. i think running a business you don't you're not gonna it yeah. doesn't work that way. You want, like you said, we want results. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I saw, I was reading your, uh, your bio on your website and, and you talked about your faith. So the, the be still and know that I am God I, is a, is a great reflection moment, right. Of yeah, being still, able to absolutely. trust that, trust <laughs> that it's going to work out. <laughs> yeah, standing still is my biggest and, and, and my faith. Absolutely. Praying and um, staying consistent. Just staying consistent and believing. And that's what has worked out. I mean, every time I get confirmation, it's usually on a project that I have been rushing. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to set this to the side. Uh -huh. like, I have control over this. And then I'll get that email and I'm like, huh, got it. So, <laughs> yes. Um, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So, tell us about one of your biggest challenges um, as a um, as you've been you know, running your business and maybe a fellow business owner who came alongside you and helped you through that challenge. I have a friend named Tierra Dotson. I met her um, in 2022 at a summer youth program conference that, that we were having for a grant um, invitation. And I don't know. It was like God dropped her from heaven for me. This lady is in the nonprofit business as well. And I call the nonprofit business the Hunger Games because it's like <laughs> the best. <laughs> and I will never take that back because I read the Hunger Game before and I was just like, wow, when I thought of nonprofit, I thought this was going to be a healthy relation with everybody coming together and loving the community. It is the <laughs> Hunger Games. And when I met her, she was so sweet. And she has never changed. She's been the same consistent friend. And and I mean, she's amazing. And to walk alongside of being like we are in real life, we're, we're best friends. But on the work life, it's not having a Burger King and McDonald's. It's like, may the best man win. We're going to each grant round the same rooting for each other. And you're not going to find that much. But to actually find a genuine business partner 
Mm. that is completely different when she finds out stuff she sends it to me when i find out stuff i send it to her she's amazing and you don't get that in this world um being very supportive as a friend and really genuinely wanting to see your business grow as well as the other is one of the great things about um the the friendship that i have built with her that's awesome i love so i'm gonna put you on the spot here a little bit paradise if i um ask you to pick three people in your business journey that you are most grateful for being there for you um, to help with your business's growth. Who are those uh, three people and how'd they help you? Um, it would be Kyle Day. It would be Tierra and my friend Kenya. And Kyle Day has just been there to make sure, you know, I stay focused on what the path is for and that's my children. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing and remembering what is the intention behind the growth. Yes, the nonprofit is to support my um, community, but it's also to leave a legacy for my children and know this is who my mom is. Right. This is who my mom was. And a lot of people don't get to the privilege or the um, advantage to be able to share their story like this. So he keeps me leveled and grounded, especially when I feel like giving up because this is really stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm a, very appreciative with him. Um Tierra, she's that friend that reminds me of who I am in the rooms. You can get discouraged sometimes, you know, when you're seeing the awards going to the same people or when you're seeing that you're thriving every day, you're getting up and you're driven for this and it doesn't work out all the time. She's a person that reminds me that actually walks in the work field with me mm-hmm. and say, this is where we're going and everybody's not going to say yes. And everybody don't know who we are just yet, but guess what? It's coming. So I am very appreciative to her. And then I have a friend named um, Kenya who has been here in the nonprofit world with me from almost day one. Like we started in the same classroom today with her kids and that's how we met. She has a nonprofit as well. Um, And she and me, we sit and we talk and I think we're on the same. She continues to let me know, even though you're you're past me and you're growing quicker than I am, I am so proud of you. I, I look up to you and I look at her like, I look up to you. So those are the three main people. And if I could just add the rest, my children are my inspiration. If you look at my logo, those are my children and those are my hands. They're my complete world. And I wouldn't change it for anything. I do everything I do for my children. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, you're bringing tears to my eyes. <laughs> Paradise, as you think about the the next three to five years, what are the biggest challenges that you see that you're going to face in in getting to your goals? And who are the types of people that you're going to need to overcome those challenges? Um, The next three to five years, I am hoping um, Pretty Passionate Hands um, believes in everybody having high quality and access to child care. So I am hoping that our first facility will be up and operating and we are serving our families with complete intentions to change their lives and support them through their journeys. And also, um, I, I, I believe that we will be serving more families and a lot of our families that are here now will be in a better success story and really letting people know what Pretty Passionate Hands is. I feel my biggest barrier right now, and I think that's the only barrier we're facing, is our financial state to make sure that we're still here. Mm-hmm. I do know that we will be here no matter what, but as far as like being in the place where the families can come. Yeah. Um but I do believe over time and with everything that is going in God's plans, that I have a no doubt that in five years there'll be, I'll say from Indiana to California would know about Pretty Passionate Hands. Awesome. 
Yeah, I love it. So um, how can people help? Is there Are there things that uh, folks listening can do to help support the, the mission? Absolutely. So we have a website. It's pphchildcare.org. You can get on there. And, I'm, and we update our needs frequently. But our biggest needs is... Um, Diapers and wipes, obviously. We need um, car seats and strollers and the basic essential needs for our families. Just soap, toothpaste, toothbrushes. People really don't understand how useful that can be. Our teen parents, they're only they're 12 to 18. So a lot of them are still learning how to be individuals, but they need the basic needs. And that's our goal is just to provide the basic things for them to get up, take a shower and have clean clothing on. Um, another great thing that we um, have just started this year is receiving gift cards for our families because we don't always know what our teen parents need. And in our pantry, I feel like if I put this here, they feel like, oh, this is what I have to pick through. I want them to have their own experience to walk into the store and purchase what they want because a lot of our families don't even have access to be able to. Some of them only get hand-me-downs or, you know, may go to thrift stores or, uh, sorry, um, pantries and receive things. So I want them to have that experience to go to the store and purchase what the teen mother will want for her child on her child's birthday. And um, that's why we ask for gift cards. So um, there's more details on our website. They can always give us a call at 317-737-6435. But um, we're always accepting any donations. We do ask that any donations that are given to us, they're new because our parents are not privileged to have new items. That is the purpose is for them to unwrap and feel that mm. this is fine. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love it. So you just mentioned something that I'm sure a lot of folks listening wouldn't even have awareness of i think you said that your teen mother's age from 12 to 17 is that did i hear that right yes 12 to 18 yes sir 18 wow so yeah so so there's a, a you guys are making a significant difference in the lives of of like you said earlier people who are still kids right yes. they're still learning how to how to be an adult and now they've got the responsibility of of uh also taking care of their child so Absolutely. So um, I want everyone to know the difference because a lot of people say, well, what is different with your organization? The key point in our organization is those 12 to 8 year old, 18 year olds, they can't go to other organizations and get support because they're underage. So when you go into other organizations, they want your ID, they want this. My families are coming from backgrounds that you may not even imagine. And their parents won't get up and come and sign a paper for them to get diapers. Their parents won't take them to the WIC office to sign those papers. And as long as you're under 18, you cannot sign for yourself. So what we do at Pretty Passionate Hands is there's no questions. If they come and say, I need milk, we give them the milk that's on our shelf. They say they need diapers. It's there for them. These are children who can't speak for their self. And again, they're learning. They don't know how to go somewhere and say, hey, my baby does have a diaper rash. Can you help me with this? Because I'm short on cash this week. That's the difference with an adult speaking for their family and a child just saying, my baby needs diapers. You have to be able to say, okay, I understand. But when a 12-year-old tells you that and you would think, where's your mom? Some of them don't have a mom there. So that's what we're there for. So that's what makes us different. That's what I'm pressing for the community to understand. These children do exist. They do. And until CPS or until something tragic happens, we don't notice and we shouldn't have to get there when, you know, we, we know that maybe some of us have walked in that path and I had the privilege of being that teen parent. Wow. What, a, what just an incredible difference that you're making in the community. I'm so, uh, I'm so proud of you for stepping out of your own fears and, and, uh, and leaning into this and, and trusting that, 
um, that God's going to provide for you. Uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. And everybody can look out for us. Um, hopefully, we'll receive this grant for our first 24-hour child care that provides high-quality child care to low-income families. So that is a great thing that we are waiting on. So patience, stand yes. up, <laughs> praying. <Yes. laughs> that's a big thing. So if you guys see these people, these nice lavender houses start popping up into your communities, that's Pretty Passionate Hands providing home child cares to our families who may not even have a home. So when they come to that daycare for those two hours, they get that experience. Two hours, eight hours. They get the experience. I love it. Yeah. Last question here, Paradise. So Jim Rohn, um, an amazing uh, business uh, guru and, and author. One of his quotes is that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So as you think about that quote and your own journey, what advice would you have for business owners who are trying to do it on their own, who think that they they don't need to ask for help or shouldn't ask for help and that they need to do it by themselves. What would what advice would you have for them? I would tell them it's impossible. Hmm. I, I believe it's impossible. No, it's very lonely at the top. So just think if you try to climb there by yourself, it's not gonna be what you feel it should be. Business owners only become successful when you build a group of people around you who want the best in your interests. And you don't find that it's hard to find it but it's out there and those people are not your friends. They're not your family members. These are people who you're going to come across through networking. They're going to be people that you have to be vulnerable and look at and say, hey, can you teach me that? And be okay with that. You don't know everything. And I think being authentically yourself and being able to say, hey, I need support. It will come to you. And that's when the best support comes. I, I love what you just said about it. It's lonely at the top. I can't tell you how many times I've spoken with business owners and and that's what they say, right? When when we were an employee, we always had a manager to go to, right? And bounce ideas off of and get guidance and direction. And now I the, a lot of folks tell me, I don't, I don't want to take this this burden home and share it with my family. So I just carry it by myself and it's stressful and it's, you know, it's overwhelming at times, but I don't want to. You know, I don't want to scare my family and let them know what's really going on. So I just do it on my on my own. So yeah. Um, so being able to have somebody to share that with and and right and and unburden ourselves and get advice and tips and and yeah, different you, you like a mentor. You need it. It's 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 very much needed in the business world because your wife or your husband does not work with you. And again, like you said, we don't want to carry that home, but it's it's a different language that you speak. And mm. it's going to help you get over a lot of barriers that you will stress yourself about. I understood when I found my friends in networking that the questions that I will go to Google and ask, they know if they've been there. So you want to have those people around you. It's going to save you a lot of stress. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, Save yeah. you a lot of stress. It's going to save you a lot. And then again, be patient with other business owners, because even though their intentions are to help you, people are busy. This is a busy world. Sure. <laughs> you step into entrepreneurship you have to understand i will keep going back to this word patience is a virtue and i'm telling you you get your friends around you you make your networks you find your key value people and that's who you you thrive into what is the what is their need that i can get and what can i give back and i think that's been my best thing what i find that is good for me for my friends i am the network i am community so i always send to them and they just need to be a listening ear for me because i just need somebody who listens and yes. give me support when needed so it balances so definitely pay and you have to have people around you. That's just how life is. We bring our clients together once a quarter for 
uh, a 90 day planning session. And the thing that the magical thing that happens is other people share some of their struggles or challenges and everybody, there's just, there's like this sigh of relief in the room of, oh my goodness, I'm not the only one that struggles with that. Wow. Right. There's a, there's a successful business over there that has the same challenges or similar challenges. And wow, I'm not alone. Right. It's, it's, it's amazing how, how much we all think that we can't be real and honest. And so we keep it all inside. And then once we understand that, you know, we're all on the similar journey, it, it, it allows us to, to let go of that fear and just, you know, embrace it and, and, and open up to others, right. And have those conversations and share best practices and, and help one another along the journey. Yep. Paradise so sounds like you've had um, some pretty incredible people in your life that you've been blessed with so, um, that have helped you on your journey. If they were all here on the show today, what would you want to say to them? I would tell them that I love them with every cell in my body and I wouldn't be here without their support, genuine support. And I appreciate them every day. And um, outside of me texting them every morning to let them know how much I appreciate them. I would like to tell them on this show, I wouldn't be here without you guys. And I love you. Oh, I love it. Um, Paradise, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us spread the movement by liking the show and posting about it on your social media. And to join our movement, go to BeMadTogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward, and I'll see you all next time. Take care.